What's up, people of Earth, and welcome to The Watcher. Today's episode, there's quite a lot to unpack. I'm going to be discussing all the new stuff coming, all the new stuff happening. Also, uh, as it's three days away from Endgame, I'm going to be discussing final theories, final predictions. Uh, What I'll do is I'm going to put that at the end of the episode, so if you want to listen to it, spoiler alert, but if in case... Anything I predict comes through, uh, I'm putting it at the end, so if you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. Uh, you can watch the movie and then come back, although I am going to do a review uh, and release it, I think, a week after uh, everyone has had a chance to see Endgame. Um, I'll pre-record the, the, the review and then release it like two weeks after the movie, giving everyone a fair chance to um, watch the movie and get their, you know, get their heads wrapped around and get. Um, starting off with more Disney Plus news, uh, <clears throat> they greenlit a Spider-Man show uh, following the life of Miles Morales. It's a live, uh, live-action Miles Morales show. Um, for any fans of the Netflix uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch show, um, her cousin, what's his name in the show? Uh, damn it, I'm drawing a blank. But her cousin in the show, the actor's name is Chance uh, Bedomo. He's he's a fantastic actor. I uh, I really really think he'd do a great job as a Miles Morales and. Um, I think <laughs> I think introducing him on the Disney Plus platform is smart because it gives the, it gives them a chance to test the character and see if if it has you know if the character has legs for the live action stage in the MCU. Um, if we look at I think the success of into the Spider-Verse, we know that there's definitely a market for, for Miles Morales in, in the current superhero world. Uh, however, introducing um, a live-action Miles Morales on, on Disney Plus uh, sort of platform instead of uh, pushing or forcing one out on the, on the big screen now is smarter. Because I think if, if you go two seasons deep on a on a Miles Morales uh, Ultimate Spider-Man series or whatever and um, it, it gains traction and it's really good you can throw him into into the, the MCU and have him come into the new Avengers you know and just change up the, the storyline like oh, I'm pretty sure no one would mind if Miles Morales and Peter Parker exist at the same time uh, so yeah, that's very exciting. Disney Plus is, is actually looking quite uh, interesting. They've got some some really cool stuff, uh, you know, apart from the Disney stuff. Uh, just with the Marvel stuff, the Mandalorian, the Star Wars, the uh, John Favreau project. Uh, that is premiering on Disney Plus as well. So I think that Disney Plus is looking it's looking promising, um, and. Uh, it's, <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's a smart move for Marvel at, at this point in time. Uh, I don't know if this it was it 
must have been in the works during the filming of Into the Spider-Verse, I think. Kevin Feige and, um, you know, the, the masterminds behind the Disney conglomerate definitely scoped that shit out before they, they, you know, they start workshopping. They make sure they have a product that's feasible and lucrative and would definitely uh, cause a stir, not just in uh, nerd culture, but pop culture. So uh, I think that, that Miles Morales' Spider-Man series is going to do wonderful things um next on the agenda is probably the thing i'm most excited for and the thing i'm i'm most anticipating from the dc universe streaming service uh and that's swamp thing uh we we heard a lot about swamp thing um getting made into a tv show for a couple of years now hbo flirted with it in 2015 uh, it fell through because of reasons uh, and I think that the last one thing we saw was that movie in like was it the, like the 80s uh, which I mean for, for the time period wasn't a bad movie uh, you know watching it now it's, it's a tough watch uh, and that's not just because of like the special effects and stuff, it's the acting. But, um, you know, that, that time it was the only time we were going to see Swamp Thing in any capacity. So I think small victories. But now we're getting a Swamp Thing TV series. Yeah, it's going to air and premiere on the DC Universe streaming app on May 31st. And then I'm pretty sure, like Titans, it will go straight to Netflix once or... Uh, the episodes are released on the DC Universe uh, app. Um, so for you know people that don't want to sign up for the DC Universe thing, you can just wait for it to come on Netflix. Uh, but I do actually suggest looking into these things. Uh, the DC Universe, they have some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I was looking at it the other day. There's like a John Constantine's animated series. Um, uh, voiced by all the characters from the ABC Constantine show, so it's Matt Ryan and and the like involved in that that sort of animation. It's like there's six episodes in now, and it's like five minute episodes, so it's it's almost like 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 small snippets, but they fit so much story and and exposition into that five minutes that you actually feel like you're watching. Um, a fully fledged out show, uh, which is awesome. You know, you look at you look at shows like uh, Adventure Time and the regular show. They managed to fit so much story into like twenty five minute episodes, and they break each episode into like three stories. Um, and I think uh, DC kind of took that blueprint with the Constantine show, and it it works. Uh, it, it really, really works. It's actually very good. Um, and Constantine is just such a such a good character to, to, to work with in in terms of a writing sense and an acting sense and a comic book sense. There's just so much depth in his character. Um, so yeah, look into DC Universe. Swamp Thing comes to us on May 31st. Um, I will 
talk about this at length once I research it a little bit more. Right now, all I know is the release date. I will get cast, directors, writers, all of that in due time. Uh, next on the agenda, another piece of DC news. Um, do you guys remember the CW? They had a couple of solid superhero shows in 2014. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, the last two years, I haven't watched any of them. And uh, I was on like Instagram or whatever the other day and I saw that Daniela Panabaker, the actress that plays Caitlin. Caitlin Snow and Killer Frost directed her first episode on the show and they gave her the Godspeed episode and now when I, I the episode's title was Godspeed I saw that and I said okay I went back and I watched Flash season 4 and then season 5 and uh, they've won me over you know I think uh, the biggest thing that made I think a lot of viewers step away from the CW universe or the Arrowverse as they call it was the, the repetition in their their story you know it was okay here's the villain go try and fight the villain fail someone will give you a speech say run Barry run and then you beat the villain and it was the same formula every single episode and then it changed midway through season 4 um, uh, for those of you that haven't been watching spoiler alert I'm going to spoil it um, Flash's daughter comes back from the past Nora Allen or Nora West Allen comes back from the future she goes to current times and tries to help Barry catch the villain Cicada um, and you Initially, when I saw it, I thought, oh, okay, so it's going to be the same formula. Instead of run, Barry, run, it's going to be run, Nora, run. But it wasn't. Every time there was conflict, the conflict was resolved. And it was resolved efficiently within that episode. There was no, you know, first first time attempt and then a retry was, oh, okay. Uh, Goddamn, whether was a daughter showed up and now he's out of prison let's go catch them they go and they catch them and then that's the episode so i think changing the formula in and like they didn't change it drastically it's still the same show nothing's changed the characters are still the same the stories are still the same it you know it's still a cw show at heart but it's less formulaic now it's a little bit more dense there's more uh what's the word I'm looking for there's more impact in each episode it's not just oh he failed and then they figured it out now it's they know what they have to do and they execute their plan every time and when it fails the next episode is the plan B you know wipe the slate clean start on a new plan which is really cool I think if they keep that formula the show in a whole will be better off. Um, plus, also, we're losing Arrow uh, next year. Season 8 its final season. Uh, so I think that they need to start experimenting and changing changing up the formulas, in a sense, because, you know, you're losing the, 
the, the show that started it all this end of this year and um if if it's it's um it's Paramore's aren't you know changing and adapting and giving giving the the viewers the fresh takes and new concepts and just better ideas and better directing and writing the shows are going to suffer as a whole but yeah i'm so back in with the cw universe thank you, thanks to flash uh, it brought me all the way back um so yeah i suggest if you haven't been watching start uh you can start from season 3 season 3 was very exciting i'll give it that um and 4 and 5 were awesome uh for arrow i think all of them were great except for seasons 4 and 5 they dipped in in 4 and 5 i don't watch supergirl uh it's, it's not that i have anything against supergirl it's just it's after i watching it and i personally i don't enjoy it legends is awesome but i think it suffers from the same uh, issue that flash had it's very repetitive it's formulaic and the same shit keeps happening but this new season seems interesting because they have they've added John Constantine and he adds this sort of uh layer of mystique to the show so hopefully hopefully it gets better from what i've seen so far it looks like they're changing a lot and the shows are developing and adapting to newer styles and forms. Uh so yeah, DC is doing well on the TV front. Um moving on to uh something super cool, Detective Pikachu. Uh I think they released uh, one of the final trailers. Uh I think there'll be one more or two more before the movie comes out in May. Uh it comes out on May 10th. There is uh there was the sort of press screening uh, was it yesterday yeah technically yesterday in Japan um and so far um all good things uh i mean it's Ryan Reynolds it's detective pikachu it's it's pokemon in real life it's everything we've wanted for a very long time at least personally for me So I'm excited for this movie. I'm looking at you know what people have said uh about the the initial screening that we've seen. Uh it's it's all good. There's it's literally all positive. IMDb has it uh at a potential 8.6 which is brilliant. Um and uh again yeah, it's it's the first Pokémon live action movie we're going to see. and if it does well it may it may not be the last so i'm excited for that um may is shaping up to be a good month uh you know april april is gonna gonna hit us hard with game of thrones and uh end game but may is gonna bring us back in 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 a very very big way um speaking of game of thrones uh episodes 1 and 2 are out uh for fans of the show i'm pretty sure everyone is excited and amped up uh, <clears throat> I think <clears throat> they were they were smart uh, 
about how they wrote the first two episodes. Um, it, it annoyed me a little bit because uh, I think the first episode was nice because you have that whole... Uh, everyone is seeing each other for the first time since like season one. And they're just like, oh, you haven't died yet. And like, they're like, yeah, you haven't died either. Like, I think when, when I realized it was when John is in, what do they call it? The, the, he's in the, the Redwood, is what they call it. And um, Aya shows up and she's like, he's like, the last time I saw you, you were small. She was like, yeah, you were taller. And um, it was a nice moment because you realize like, yeah, these two people haven't seen each other in ages and uh you know when when the two characters left each other they left with they left each other with a lot of love and the fact that the two of them are still alive is pretty awesome so i liked what they did in episode one episode two pissed me off uh (laughs) just because uh it's it's the final season of the show and they managed to hit us with the episode purely just just full of exposition um which is which is fine it's their preference and it was well written i mean that episode was entertaining and we learned a lot uh you know and the characters learned a lot so it was i guess arc development but i think wasting an episode a full episode and considering it's hour-long episodes it's upsetting of wasting a full hour on exposition was a little bit upsetting it for me at least uh but episode three is gonna be bonkers um there's a lot of talk of uh the battle maybe moving from winterfell further up maybe they take the, the white walkers to the vale um you know and as they move further north and retreat further back into westeros um I think it's going to be very interesting. I actually, I have, I have the Night King winning it all, but that's just because I'm cynical. And if not the Night King, I would like Aya to win, just because she's the most badass character in the show. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Episode three is going to be ridiculous, uh, and it's. It, I like the way they've framed it. They've set the episode up quite well. They've set. I mean, they've set the season up quite well. Um, you know, like, they know, they know what they have, it's probably the biggest TV show ever, and they are, they're doing, they're doing very well to make sure it stays, the, you know, the biggest TV show ever, um, so yeah, exciting stuff, uh, what else circulated the news recently, um, Godzilla, the, the king of the monsters, uh, there's, you know, that Godzilla movie that everyone's talking about. Yeah. Uh, it got a couple of new posters, uh, for people that frequent Netflix. Um, will notice that these posters are very, very similar to the, uh, an anime style sort of cartoonish look of, um, the Netflix Godzilla show posters. Um, just they set with the heavy budget CGI Godzilla and Mothra and uh, all the wonderful monsters that are involved in that movie and they do actually look really cool and after seeing these new posters and watching the trailer over and then 
going back and watching them again and seeing all the monsters or kaiju, kaijus, whatever you want to call them, that are going to be in this movie, I'm quite excited for it. Um, I don't know if I'll go and watch it in theaters, but uh, I will watch it. It looks interesting. I enjoyed the first one that they made. Was it in twenty? Was it twenty fourteen or twenty sixteen? I think it was twenty fourteen. But I I enjoyed the first one, um, and I think the, the it's you know it's it's a good time for it. The, the, that style of movie is trending right now. You, you've got a there's a major market for for a Godzilla movie uh, and for, you know, more of this sort of flight of fancy uh, and fantasy and sci-fi movies. Um, it's, it's that time. I think that's where the big box office revenue is, is going to be coming from for the next couple of years. Um, so yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, I think it will be worth a watch. Um, I'm quite excited for it. The hype is real. Um, now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the DCEU. Uh, mostly where their, their cinematic future lies. Uh, so far, we've seen a lot of bad. And then also recently, we've seen a lot of good from, from DC. Uh, if we look at where it started, Man of Steel in 2013 was fantastic. It took them three more years to come with the second film, which was Batman vs Superman: Dawn of Justice, which was uh, underwhelming, I guess. Um, then it was Justice League, which uh, suffered because of studio executives and just terrible circumstances with the director and his personal life and actors hating the roles they were playing and just uh, just just mismanagement and poor handling of um, of the comic book properties that they had uh, but then from that came Wonder Woman, which was a fantastic success. Aquaman, which was a fantastic success. And Shazam, which is a fantastic success. So moving forward, I think now we we know we're going to get a Thor 2. Uh, sorry, we know we're going to get a uh, Aquaman 2. Uh, we know we're going to get uh, Wonder Woman 2 is coming out later this year. We know we're getting a Shazam 2 because the writer of the first script already said he started on the second. Uh, the Shazam movie, uh, the Black Adam movie got greenlit, starts filming in 2020, uh, will be out in 2021. Um, I think now DC is looking at their larger, because like if you look at DC, they have a lot of toys. You know, even in the this, this new Suicide Squad movie, it's not the same characters that were in the first one. James Gunn he, he went digging and he found characters like Polka Dot Man and like he's using King Shark and Deadshot. Well, Deadshot's gone, but he's bringing in, uh, well, Will Smith's Deadshot's gone. So he brought in Idris Elba for Deadshot. Um, Harley Quinn is 
iffy at the moment. I think I don't think she'll be in the second Suicide Squad movie. But again, I think DC is being very smart about it. They they have a huge chest of toys, and they have creative directors that are playing with these toys. And uh, it's I think it's time now for them to, to kind of revisit some of the cooler ones that they were gonna play with earlier on in the in the um, cinematic beginning, like the Flash. I would love to see a Flash movie. Um, and I think. <laughs> Warner Brothers need to swallow their pride and go and get Lord and uh, Lord and Miller back. Uh, the geniuses behind the Lego Movie and Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, uh, and the, the, you know the Batman Movie, Lego Batman Movie that came out. You give them a Flash script and a, a Flash comic book and a concept, they will give you a billion-dollar movie. That's just what those guys are capable of. Um, they were on the Flash movie. Then it fell through and they ended up on the Star Wars movie uh, with Solo. Uh, which also fell through because of creative differences. And then they won an Oscar for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So I think it's definitely time for them to, for DC to swallow their pride and just go back and give the creative directors a chance to be creative because if you do that you end up with movies that make a billion dollars like Aquaman like Wonder Woman like Shazam will eventually it's almost there um it's done it's done pretty well um so last night (laughs) was the Avengers premiere in in Hollywood at the Chinese theater in LA Um, from just everyone saying things they say that it's worth the three hours Um, obviously no one is spoiling it because we've you know we've we've all banded together and we're sworn to secrecy secrecy and silence by Thanos we won't spoil Endgame Um, but so far everything's been positive which is what was expected so i thought maybe revisiting a couple of theories that i went through uh, a couple of possibilities that i thought of for endgame i thought maybe i should revisit them before everyone goes and watches the movie um now this is the part for people that really just want to go and watch the movie and enjoy it you can switch off go watch the movie and come back at a later stage um but the chances of anything I'm saying coming through is slim to none. Well, okay. It's, it's slim to possible, <laughs> in, in a sense. Uh, but uh, if I spoil anything, I apologize. But spoiler alert, just in case. Um, basically, I think everything we've seen in terms of trailers, snippets, fucking Super Bowl halftime snippets, TV spots, it's all all of the, the, the trailer and promotion we've seen so far is it happens in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Um, I think I think the Avengers in their desperation go and fight Thanos prematurely and make things much much worse which forces them to 
suffer another great loss and then Scott Lang comes out of the quantum realm and they realize that time travel is an option and then Tony Stark lands back on Earth after figuring out how to get home uh, with Nebula and the Guardian ship Uh, and then from that Tony and Scott and Bruce figure out a way to perfect the quantum uh, tunnel that they they introduced in Ant-Man and the Wasp and they start time traveling and they collect Captain America from the past and they get Thor to raise an army and go fight in Wakanda and then they face Thanos on the wreckage of some planet somewhere in space could be earth it could be titan it could be uh shit where were they what was the name of the it could be xandar it could be a number of places it could even be a new planet uh that they're fighting on but um i think they do fail uh this this entire movie i think is, is focused around that failure and characters that had major screen time in the last film are going to be even more um, important in this film like we know there's going to be another Thor movie because Chris, Chris, Evan, uh, Chris Hemsworth's contract he has one more movie uh, so the, we know Thor is safe I would love Captain America to die. <laughs> and for the Captain America fans out there, I'm sorry. But I hate Captain America. Um, I, don't, I don't hate Chris Evans as Captain America. I hate the comic book character, Captain America. I think the, the cinematic version is awesome. And they did a great job with him. Chris Evans is a fantastic actor. Um, but... Uh, I, I, I really want Captain America to die because I wanted him I wanted him to die in Civil War uh, you see my what I when Civil War came out my initial thought was okay cool they're gonna feud Captain America they're gonna feud the Avengers will break up Captain America is gonna die the Avengers come back and then they go fight Thanos ended up working out differently turns out they only get together after shit goes way way south because I think Tony only shows up after they get their asses handed to them a second time. Um, and that's when the desperation really kicks in. Because I think Captain America dies when they go and fight Thanos um, in that first that first act of the movie. Um, you know, and maybe one other character. Maybe uh, who else is with them at that point? No, it can't be Rhodey because we see him in the trailers afterwards. So I think Captain America dies and that's why they have to go back to the past to the first Avengers movie and get that Captain America and bring him into present day. Uh, So yeah, I think that's my Avengers theory. If I'm right and I spoiled it, I'm sorry. Um, But if they do it, and if they get it right, I think it's going to be the craziest thing on the planet to watch. 
and um, I'm super excited for this movie. I can't wait. Uh, it it got to a point where like the excitement was so much that I didn't want to be like immersed in in anything Marvel until it comes out. Like I didn't want to watch any of the other movies. I didn't want to talk about the movie. I didn't want to say or see anything about the movie. But then today was the pre-screening and everyone is giving their their like two cent comment on what they thought of the movie. So I thought, let me just give my final theory and my possibilities and make a bold statement about who's gonna die and who's gonna live and um it's it's captain america it's iron man and one mystery character i think it's gonna be it's gonna be someone we don't expect i have a feeling it's gonna be someone obscure from the original avengers uh it's not it could be black widow because the Black Widow movie that's coming out in the near future is set in like the 90s. So it's sort of like a Black Widow prequel before the Avengers and before S.H.I.E.L.D. So it could be her, it could be Hawkeye uh, or Ronan in this movie, I guess. It could be, it's, it could even be Hulk. Uh, Mark Ruffalo's contract is up as well. Um, so it's, it could be Hulk. Um, if it is Hulk, that's pretty cool because that means that Thanos is as strong as they've made him out to be because in the comic books, Hulk doesn't die. There's even a comic book like arc of Hulk just on the planet Earth alone because nuclear war happened and he was the only one that survived. Um, so if Hulk is one of the characters that dies... I'll be really out there. I, I find that really awesome because, I mean, that's probably the second most powerful, well, now with Captain Marvel, third most powerful Avenger, and Thanos manages to kill him, which is pretty impressive. Uh, so, yeah, that is, <laughs> that's my endgame theories and death tally. Um, again, if, if I've spoiled it and if it comes through, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited for the movie. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be three hours of excellence. And um, after 11 years of not just watching the movies, but sort of growing up with these characters, because Iron Man came out in 2008, I was what, like nine when Iron Man came out. So, for a lot of people, it's been we've yo we've 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 seen these characters from when we were kids, then into our teenage teenage years, and then now we're getting to see them in their final moments as adults, which is awesome. Because not only have we seen uh, the characters develop and grow and become the heroes that we needed them to be but we also get to have these these connections with these characters like um for ex- like we feel for them you know we've we've had 
11 years with these characters and we have attachments to them. So the emotional strain this movie is going to carry is going to be ridiculous. Because everyone in that theater is going to be watching with bated breath and they're going to be there's going to be trepidation and there's going to be fear and there's going to be this this anxiety and just just all out anxiousness because everyone is just going to be waiting to see which one of these beloved characters is going to die um but i'm i'm super excited for it uh i wouldn't be surprised if no one dies and they just ended up hiding the contract signings until after Endgame it would not surprise me at all um, so yeah Endgame happens in 3 days that is fucking insane uh, moving on from that One Punch Man season 2 comes to us in a week a week from now we have One Punch Man season 2 I think it's available on Crunchyroll now I think it started on the 19th. Uh, I know it will be coming to Netflix in November. Um, but uh, there's always there's always ways to find shows. Always ways to, to watch shows as well. Um, you just have to look hard. Uh, but yeah, One Punch Man Season 2, it reveals a whole hell of a lot about Saitama. You get to... We learn his, his superhero name and we learn his new goals. Uh... So I'm very excited for that. A big, 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 big fan of that show. Uh, been waiting for it for a long, long time. Uh, let's see what else. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, in the super universe, it looks like uh, Goku and Vegeta are preparing for their deaths. And this time, it looks like it might be final. Um, but I, I feel that they've, they've find a way to... Uh, there's loopholes around death in the Dragon Ball Z universe. They'll, they'll either die and go train with love with King Kai or stay with Beerus and Whis and just become you know, trainers in the Afterlife tournament or whatever. Uh, but yeah, it, that, that series is kind of wrapping up quite nicely now. Um, and uh, in other news... Disney is trying to buy some shit again. Um, they're looking to buy a major gaming company. Um, let's see which major gaming company it is. I, I believe Disney around the world. That mouse has his hands in everything. Uh, oh my god, okay, they're trying to buy Nexon. Um, phew, okay, cool. Uh, Disney is willing to pay 13.2 billion dollars for Nexon, which is awesome. I think that would make a lot of people very happy, and more importantly, it would make a lot of people a lot of money because all your games could now be made by the one company under one banner, along with the movies, the merchandise, and the theme park. Jesus, Disney is on another level with this shit okay guys uh, that's this week's episode um, as always thank you for listening thanks for being here with me 
Um, there will be a Avengers Endgame review. Um, I think two weeks after the release, I'll wait until I'll give I'll give you guys two weeks. Um, I'll pre-record the review after I watch it on Thursday, and then uh, release it later on in in the coming weeks. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for listening, and um, hope everyone enjoys Endgame. I know I will.